Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to on today's edition of the show. A lot of injury talk to get to. We'll talk about Zach Wilson as well as Gavin Baxter, two stars for both the BYU football and basketball programs and potential season-ending injuries for both. We'll discuss that on today's show as well as catching up on former Cougars and the pros, how they performed in week four of the NFL season. Kyle Van Noy playing extremely well for the New England Patriots. So a lot to get to on today's show. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at Vivid Seats. We'll tell you about both of those companies as today's show rolls on. So let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for October 1st, new month, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. I want to thank you guys once again for downloading the show each and every day. It was International Podcast Day yesterday. I failed to note that on yesterday's podcast, but I want to thank you guys for your continued support of this podcast. We are available everywhere podcasts can be downloaded. Check us out, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, as well as the Himalaya Podcast app, just to name three or four or five of the different podcast services we are available on. And uh, let's start off today talking on the football field with the res- with re- regards to Zach Wilson uh, and talking with different people around the program, sources and the such, if you will. It sounds like Zach Wilson's season at the very minimum, he is going to be out until the very end of the season. We're saying we're looking at, okay, potentially earliest, best case, absolute best case scenario. He returns for the final game or two of the regular season and potentially the bowl game if BYU qualifies for a bowl game in the Hawaii Bowl, the Sophie Hawaii, Hawaii Bowl out there in Honolulu. That's the absolute best case scenario. But in talking with some people around the program, the thought is very much that Zach Wilson's season is all but done at this point. He would be out for the season. Jaron Hall will play the remaining seven regular season games, potentially an eighth with a bowl game. And it'll be Jaron Hall's opportunity to show what he can do. Uh, Like I said, in talking with sources that I trust more than others, most of them indicate that even if Zach were healthy enough to return for, let's say, the San Diego State game on Thanksgiving weekend, etc., at that point, they may say, let's just get you healthy and get you ready for spring ball next year. We'll, of course, bring any updates, and as soon as we get official word from BYU, if we do get official word, we won't have media availability until early next week, next Monday, will be the next time BYU football players are scheduled to speak with the media. We'll have an update for you. But like I said, sources indicating to Locked On Cougars that Zach Wilson's season is all but done. The absolute best case scenario is he returns maybe for a game game or two at the end of the year. But that, like I said, is the best case scenario. Uh, 
it looks like he's going to have surgery, etc. It just it, there's a lot of different factors that go into this whole thing, and it sounds more and more likely, and it's more and more clear that Zach Wilson has suffered a hand injury to the thumb of his throwing hand that'll likely keep him out for the remainder of the football season. So you can spread that to your family and friends if you so choose. But of course, we'll bring you official word once we hear from Kalani Satake or anybody else in the coaching staff with regards with regards to the status of what. Zach Wilson's season outlook is going to be. Now, so that means BYU turns their attention to Jaron Hall here, and as uh, David James and PK uh, Patrick Kinahan noted on the radio show that I work for, the Zone Sports Network, DJ and PK in the morning, check us out from 6 to 10 a.m. each day. Uh, he mentioned the fact that it's almost a blessing in disguise that Jaron Hall got all of the reps, or the majority of the reps in spring ball this past spring, while Zach Wilson sat out due to shoulder surgery. It really is because now he's got additional reps having come out of spring ball, which is very much more vanilla than it is during fall camp and during the season when you actually have game prep going on. But him having those reps, having worked with the first team offense uh, for uh, 15 practices during the spring, he's worked sparingly with the first team during fall camp and also during game weeks through the first five weeks of the season. Jaron Hall is now ready to take the reins. And I can tell you this much, the coaching staff at BYU, I may have mentioned this before, they are very comfortable with Jaron Hall taking over the quarterback spot for BYU. They don't feel like they have to adjust much for what he can do. He's a little bit shorter than Zach Wilson, but he's very much in the same mold of a quarterback. A guy who can escape pressure with his wills, has the ability to scramble and make plays with his feet when he needs to, but much, but would rather sit in the pocket, I guess I should say, and make a throw downfield. He's very much a quarterback first and a scrambler second. Uh, he's a guy who's got all of the ability in the world, I feel like, to lead BYU's offense. I'm expecting with this bye week and also looking forward uh, down the rest of the season, he's going to get plenty of opportunities to show what he can do. Uh, this marks, again, the it's another season where BYU has been forced to use more than one quarterback. The last season they hadn't haven't done that was 2013. Uh, it's actually a blessing that Jaron Hall is still on the roster at BYU, a guy who can step in and is a ready-made replacement for what Zach Wilson was doing. I would expect that the depth chart looking forward will probably have Jaron Hall as the starter, and then you'll probably see Baylor Romney as his backup with Joe Critchlow running third string. But the coaching staff feels that both uh, Critchlow and Romney are interchangeable and were interchangeable at that third spot when Zach Wilson was healthy. But Jaron Hall. It's the Jaron Hall Show now, and he will make history on October 12th by becoming the first African-American quarterback to start a game for the BYU football program. So excited to see what he can do going forward, but also some disappointing news when it comes to Zach Wilson. Like I said, that it sounds like for all intents and purposes, his season, the 2019 season for him, is done. Uh, and it's also unfortunate because he can't redshirt. Uh, he, got the, he got into that fifth game, played the majority of the fifth game against Toledo, and then injures himself. He's just outside the threshold for that redshirt season. 
BYU could seek a medical hardship waiver if they so desire. I, I don't know what they're thinking in regards to that. I haven't heard from any of the people I have talked to with regards of how they're thinking about that. But it sounds like Zach Wilson's season is done as a BYU Cougar for the 2019 season. And now Jaron Hall gets his opportunity to step into the limelight and be the quarterback for BYU. And I'm excited to see what he can do because, like I said, the coaching staff is very comfortable with what he can do and they feel like he is a ready-made replacement to step in and fill that spot for Zach Wilson. All right, uh, we need to switch gears, talk some BYU basketball here, talk about Gavin Baxter, some reports coming out, including one from Locked On Cougars with regards to the status of the shoulder injury for the freshman or the sophomore uh, forward for the BYU basketball program. But a reminder for you guys that Vivid Seats wants to help you make a memory that'll last you a lifetime. Let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event, whether it's sports, music, or theater. Check it out on the Vivid Seats app. And a reminder for you guys, enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. All right, let's switch gears now and jump over to the hardwoods for BYU basketball. There were rumors swirling all weekend long that another major injury had impacted the BYU basketball program, and I'd been kind of waiting on it. I'd heard early on about uh, who it was, etc. and kind of waiting for some clarification, talking to some people around the BYU basketball program. But as most of you have probably seen at this point, rather than Deseret News or either at VanquishTheFoe.com, we also had a report on Locked on Cougars on Twitter. You can follow the show, uh, follow this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by checking us out at Locked on Cougars. Gavin Baxter, BYU's uh, freshman sensation forward from a year ago, a guy who's very very much expected to step into the limelight this year and play a starring role under uh, Mark Pope in his first season as a BYU, as BYU basketball coach. Well, it sounds like at the very minimum, Gavin Baxter is going to be out multiple months, if not the entire season for the BYU basketball program. So today's podcast, I can tell you this much, has got a lot of bummer news in it. And I, I apologize for that, but we want to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU news here on Locked On Cougars. And of course, those are two major injuries that affect two major programs in the BYU uh, athletic department and need to pass it along to you guys. But Gavin Baxter, according to Vanquish the Foe, uh, Steve Pierce doing an incredible job. You can check him out at Post Jimmer. Need to have him on the show soon. Maybe we'll do that this week on the bye week, get his thoughts on this injury and the BYU basketball season ahead. But he's reported that uh, Gavin Baxter got into a tussle or he was trying to tangle the arms with a teammate while battling for a rebound during practice during training camp last week and suffered a shoulder injury. Uh, he said the partially fractured a bone and also injured the labrum, the the fleshy material in his shoulder and will likely sit out the upcoming season. He said the source according to, close to the program said that uh, Baxter has opted to undergo surgery to repair the, excuse me, the torn labrum in his right shoulder and he would be out six months, uh, which would make him miss the entire 2019-20 season. He does have a redshirt year available, so he could redshirt and return as a redshirt sophomore in 2020-2021. It's just a tough deal all the way around for the BYU basketball program because they've been kicked a lot by the NCAA. Uh, Just multiple things have happened to this program, and Mark Pope's trying to get this thing off the ground in his first year, and it seems like everything keeps popping up that is kicking him uh, or putting up roadblocks in front of him as he tries to get this program back to the NCAA tournament. 
it's just a tough deal all the way around. So yeah, a torn labrum and a fractured bone in his right shoulder. I was uh, told by some people close to the program, they also partially dislocated the shoulder. And a lot of times when you dislocate a shoulder, that's when that labrum injury really does occur because it just, it tears the labrum and it's unfortunate, plain and simple. It's a tough blow to the BYU basketball program. They're extremely thin up front now. Uh, they now are essentially looking at Colby Lee and Dalton Nixon as your frontline starters for the first nine games with Yoli Childs out. Barring a miracle here and getting either Wyatt Lowell or Richard Harward eligible via the NCAA transfer uh, waiver process. I've been told that Harward is the most likely of any of the waiver uh candidates for BYU basketball, speaking of Lowell, uh, Alex Barcelo, as well as Richard Harward, to get that waiver. And Harward would be a big-time addition because he's very much a big body who is able to defend the rim. He's not necessarily the biggest offensive threat like a guy like Barcelo or Lowell would be, but it, the front line for BYU right now in basketball, super, super thin. I, I don't have any other way to say it other than watch out because BYU is going to have a season here where they're going to have teams attack them inside and I'm not sure they have the bodies or the capability to defend it fully without a guy like Gavin Baxter on the court Uh, he's a guy who I believe has NBA measurables I've said that on the podcast since we started it a year ago Uh, he's got all the ability to jump out of the gym you saw that video of him the other day jumping and touching 12 feet on the kind of vertical jump or running vertical jump he can jump out of the gym is the expression is the easiest way to say it and his loss can be understated for the BYU basketball program. Uh, so yeah, Steve Pierce reporting that he could, he's, he's elected to have that surgery and is out for the season. I had been told by people close to the program that at minimum, at minimum, we're talking, so the best case scenario we talked about with Zach Wilson last segment where he may return, maybe he would be available for maybe the final one or two games of the regular season. That's literally the best case scenario if everything goes perfectly. I was told that Gavin Baxter is going to miss at least three months, which would put him well into conference play at that point. And at that point, he's got to get back into shape, game shape, etc. And do you think, okay, maybe we just shut it down for the season and let you get healthy? I don't know uh, where it lies exactly. I trust Steve Pearson is reporting. I absolutely do. Jeff Call had a report out there as well saying that he may miss the upcoming season. Uh, BYU officials have confirmed that Baxter did suffer a shoulder injury, so they have confirmed that there was an injury that took place to Gavin Baxter. But as per usual, BYU Athletic Communications is not commenting on the severity, etc., I've been a big proponent of uh, injury reports to come down to the collegiate level if sports gambling is going to be legal. I think injury reports need to be standardized across the sporting uh, atmosphere, especially in football and basketball would be very helpful as well because they're likely to be the two sports that are bet on the most by people who choose to uh, bet on sports. But another tough injury for BYU because you have Zach Selya still out, expected to be back early on this season. Yoli Childs has been suspended. TJ Hawes recently had knee surgery. Uh, He's expected to be back in training camp here in the next week or so. But yeah, Colby Lee and Dalton Nixon are your two big guys for the BYU basketball program right now. And 
It's a very thin front line, and we'll see how it all shakes out for the Cougars. But best of luck to them as they continue to get ready for the upcoming season. Of course, we'll bring you any news, uh, like I said in the first segment, any news that regarding Gavin Baxter and official word, etc., from the BYU basketball program, we will make sure to pass it along to you guys as soon as we have it. All right, uh, before we go, uh, switch over and go back to the football field and talk about former Cougars and the pros. Do want to mention today's title sponsor on the podcast is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. You guys have heard me talk about this a lot on the podcast. We talk about them every day here on the show, but I don't know if you guys have noticed that interest rates have remained extremely low. They're near historic lows. I've seen some listed as low as 3.25%. Absolutely insane numbers right now when it comes to interest rates. And Deseret First Credit Union right now is asking all of their members, what is your why? And they're asking all of their members, whatever that why might be, have you thought about refinancing your home and your mortgage to save some money and help fund that passion project? Like I just mentioned, the interest rates are near historic lows right now. And if you refinance, you could save for yourself potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month. Deseret First Credit Union offers no cost refinancing. That puts that money right back into your pocket, guys, so you have extra money to do whatever you want with it. DFCU, their mortgage team, will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation, regardless of where you're at in life. You're a retiree. You're a young couple just starting out that wants to get into their first home. You've got investment properties. Regardless of what you're looking for, the DFCU mortgage team is here to help you guys out. Call them, 801-456-7070. Once again, 801-456-7070. Or you can go to dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. All right, guys, big weekend in the NFL for former Cougars and the pros. We'll start off with the New England Patriots. They beat uh, the Buffalo Bills to go to 4-0 on the season, one of just three teams who are unbeaten remaining in the NFL so far this season. And Kyle Van Noy was absolutely lights out uh, for the New England Patriots in this game. He tallied two sacks, both of them coming on third down, forced a pair of fumbles. He added a team-high eight tackles, six of those solo. Just had an absolutely monster day. Three quarterback hurries as well in that win over the Buffalo Bills. Congratulations to Kyle Van Noy in that 16-10 win. Absolutely phenomenal. Van Noy, he's getting all this national notoriety, and it's cool to see. He's been on the Dan Patrick Show. We've seen him with Dave Portnoy at Barstool Sports uh, doing some of the pizza stuff. He's a fun-loving guy. He's a great interview, and I'm glad to see his success on the football field. Um, on to the Los Angeles Chargers. Michael Davis, we talked about his hamstring injury keeping him out through the early part of the season. He returned after missing the past two games with that hamstring injury, started once again for the Chargers in their 30-10 win over the Miami Dolphins. In the fourth quarter, he snared his first career interception, picking off Josh Rosen near the sidelines. So congratulations to Michael Davis on on that. He also had three solo tackles in that game. Sunday night football, Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints beat the Dallas Cowboys 12-10. Uh, he had a better week this week in terms of more action after a week ago, uh, seeing scant action against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, of course, Hill, the backup quarterback for the Saints right now, he kept the ball on a read option play late in the first quarter and had an 18-yard gain that he absolutely trucked uh, Xavier Woods from the Cowboys. Most of you have probably seen this on social media, but he 
absolutely ran over uh, Xavier Woods. And it was pretty impressive to see. So Taysom Hill, another big win for the former uh, BYU quarterback in the New Orleans Saints uniform. Now, the Green Bay Packers played Thursday night with Jamal Williams playing for them against the Philadelphia Eagles, but it a scary, scary hit uh, in that game. He took it helmet-to-helmet from Derek Barnett, and the NFL came out the next day and said that he turned his shoulder, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, Williams started the game at running back, but left injured after the first series in the first quarter after taking that helmet-to-helmet hit. He was taken off the field on a stretcher, evaluated for head and neck injuries at a local hospital. He posted that he's all good. I would expect he's in the concussion protocol, and of course, we'll keep you updated when it comes to how things look for him going forward, but a scary hit, and a dirty hit at that, and I don't, I don't like the NFL saying that Derek Barnett, he turned his shoulder at the last second. Give me a break. That was a helmet-to-helmet hit. If we were uh, anywhere else in college football, etc., that guy is suspended for the upcoming game. Uh, Sione Takitaki played for the Cleveland Browns in their 40-25 to win over the Baltimore Ravens. He had an assisted special teams tackle while playing 17 special team snaps in that win. Hoping to see Sione take on a bigger role for BYU going forward because he had a great uh, training camp, etc. Had an injury late in training camp that's kind of... kept him out of the lineup. be nice to see him finally enter the lineup at linebacker for the Browns and see what he can do there. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Detroit Lions 34-30. Daniel Sorensen, of course, played again for the Chiefs in that win. He had four tackles, two of them solo, as well as two special teams tackles, and a pass breakup on a third down play for the Chiefs in that win. Congratulations uh, to Daniel Sorensen. Another guy to keep an eye on is Ezekiel Ansah. He actually played a lot more, finally, for the Seahawks in their 27-10 win over the Cardinals. He had five solo tackles, two quarterback hurries, a tackle for loss, as well as a 12-yard sack on the game's final play while playing for the Seahawks. It's nice to see Ziggy finally getting healthy and able to play as we've become accustomed to him playing. He's a guy that when he's on the field and healthy, he's a game wrecker. And Jadavian Clowney and Ezekiel Ansah playing together, that's an awesome combo on the edges for the Seattle Seahawks. And it's nice to see Ziggy finally getting healthy and able to contribute in a large way. So there you go. Former Cougars and the pros, how they performed this past weekend in the NFL. We do that every Tuesday here on Locked on Cougars. Uh, one, well, actually, two notes for you before we go is that BYU women's volleyball is back in action tonight. They have another West Coast Conference matchup with Loyola Marymount at the Smith Fieldhouse. It's scheduled for 7 o'clock Mountain Time tonight. It will be streamed online on the WCC network. You can get a link to that at the BYU Cougars page. Just look up a women's volleyball and you can get the link to watch it on the WCC network if you so desire. Like I said, a game or match especially scheduled to start at 7 o'clock Mountain Time for the number 9 ranked BYU women's volleyball team. And then Connor Mance, he has been named as the National Athlete of the Week by the United States Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association. You know it as USTFCCCA. He's been named the National Athlete of the Week after winning the individual meet title for the Cougars at the Bill Dell Invitational this past weekend in Springfield, Oregon. Uh, BYU finished second as a team on the men's side of things, the number two ranked Cougars, but congratulations to Connor Mance, a BYU sophomore, on that individual victory and the National Athlete of the Week award there. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Want to thank you guys again for continuing to support us. You can check out the show, like I said, on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Follow me on my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch, or of course, if 
you have any questions about the the podcast comments concerns whatever you got drop us an email locked on byu at gmail.com if you like to advertise with us like our great sponsors like deseret first credit union vivid seats as well as our good friends at all guard pest control drop us a note there as well would love to help you guys out in terms of representing your brand or your product here on this daily podcast until tomorrow enjoy whatever's left of your tuesday this has been locked on cougars for october 1st 2019